I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, here we go. It's great to have you in. We are absolutely packed today on Guido's Gridiron Blitz on the Landry Football Podcast Network. I'm Mike Guido here with you. It's a pleasure to have you in today. We had an eventful week 10 uh, in the NFL season. We have Monday night football tonight. Vikings and Bears in Chicago should be a good one. Vikings looking to <laughs> re- you know, try to get themselves back into things uh, after a really rough start. They've done well recently. Uh, and the Bears, the exact opposite. They've collapsed <laughs> for the most part over the past couple of weeks. Uh, but it is great to have you in. We have plenty of stuff to cover today. Sunday night football last night. We had a couple of crazy games yesterday. Buffalo and Arizona will single that one out as well. Seattle takes a loss to the Rams. We'll discuss that. Uh, a lot of stuff coming up on Guido's Gridiron Blitz on the Landry Football Podcast Network. Mike Guido here with you. I do want to remind you that Guido's Gridiron Blitz is sponsored by American Betting Experts, one of the largest licensed sports and casino vendors in the United States. We've teamed together to provide special gaming offers to all Landry football followers and podcast listeners. So listen to this. Here's what you do. You go to our website, LandryFootball.com. That's LandryFootball.com. You click on the ad that's located in the upper right side of the page. It's going to be right there. You'll see it. It's on the upper right side on LandryFootball.com. Pick up, uh, pick among the gaming sites that are legal in your state. Okay. They're not all legal everywhere. So pick among the gaming sites that are legal in your state, BetMGM, DraftKings, FanDuel, PointsBet, all of those things. You sign up and then you instantly receive an account deposit match or a risk-free bet from a hundred dollars to a thousand dollars. Okay. I'm going to repeat that a hundred dollars to a thousand dollars in an account deposit match or a risk-free bet. If you sign up using this offer, Okay, it's that easy. Again, go to LandryFootball.com. You click on the ad that's located in the upper right side of the page. You'll see it. And then you get in on the action thanks to our sponsor from a special offer from American Betting Experts. That's American Betting Experts. Uh, Okay, let us dive right into this. Uh, The Ravens, that was a bad loss. That was a bad loss for the Baltimore Ravens last night. and. One that I didn't expect them to get. I, New England looks like a mess. New England looks like a mess for the mo- for the majority of the year so far. Cam Newton has been absolutely terrible. And I expected Baltimore to go into New England yesterday, despite the weather conditions, and just blow the doors off. I really didn't. I, I don't look. I don't care who you coach. Who your coach is. 
Bill Belichick can't overcome a quarterback that can't not turn the ball over. And Cam Newton is a turnover machine. He's a, I, I mean, it's multiple times every game where he's just pick, fumble, pick, fumble. It's crazy. And Baltimore with their roster and Lamar Jackson, and we were just, they're well coached too. And they took a bad loss last night, the Baltimore Ravens. Okay, I do want to wake everybody up for a second because I, I, I needed to do it to myself as well. Entering the season, in the beginning of the season, I think we all had our expectations about the Baltimore Ravens. We There were people that were saying live on air that the Ravens could go undefeated. I said live on air before the season started that the Ravens could go undefeated. They're that good. They were great last year. They're going to be better this year. It was foolish of me or anybody else to think that way because it never happens. <laughs> it, it never happens. You always, after coming off an incredible, unreal season, you always digress. For the most part, teams always take a step backwards. It is natural. Here's the reality of the Baltimore Ravens today. The league is kind of figuring out Lamar Jackson. And I'm saying kind of figuring out because Lamar is still good and Lamar still puts together explosive plays and Lamar can still be, can still be unpredictable. Okay, it is not this is not a Cam Newton situation where Cam had one great MVP season and the rest of his career is just average at best. I think Lamar is a better pure quarterback than Cam Newton. His numbers are better than Cam Newton. Okay, Lamar Jackson is way more accurate than Cam Newton. 64% completion percentage this year. 66% completion percentage last year. He has become a better thrower of the football. You can tell that he's committed to improving that part of his game during the offseason. You can tell. The ball is just coming out better. It is. He's got more touch. Not everything is 100 miles an hour. I mean, Lamar is playing better. But we were foolish to think that the Ravens would be better this year than they were last year. The Ravens were as good as they were last year because Lamar Jackson won MVP, and he had an unbelievable season. Not only did he run for over 1,200 yards, but he led the league in touchdown passes. That's not going to happen again. It might happen once in Lamar Jackson's career where he gets up there in touchdown passes and he runs like a bat out of hell. But for the most part, it is not going to happen. Most teams in the NFL go as far as their quarterback take them. Lamar Jackson, the Ravens look like they are going to be one of those teams. They have a great roster, and that was the majority of the reason why most of us put Baltimore in the upper tier. They're going to win the Super Bowl. They're the Super The Baltimore Ravens were my Super Bowl pick. I still think they can be a Super Bowl contender. But it isn't looking great for them right now. The Ravens are good. But they've lost a couple of games that they can't lose against teams that they're either, honestly, 
They lost to the Steelers in Baltimore. That's a division opponent. The Steelers are still undefeated. I get that. But the Ravens really should win that game. Losing to the Patriots yesterday is inexcusable. Both teams were playing in a rainstorm. Okay, it was bad. The the upper, uh, look, the Northeast was getting tornado warnings yesterday. The, The weather was really, really bad. I'm not saying to completely change your opinion on Lamar Jackson due to how he played in a tornado. But both teams were playing in it. And the Patriots were able to pull out a win. And Lamar Jackson outplayed Cam. Lamar outplayed Cam. Think of, Cam Newton threw the ball 17 times the whole night. He threw the ball 17. Bill Belichick is taking the ball out of Cam Newton's hands. John Harbaugh is putting the ball into Lamar Jackson's hands. Lamar threw the ball 34 times last night. The entire offense in Baltimore is revolving around Lamar Jackson. Here's the harsh reality that the Ravens might have to open themselves up to. They might have to open themselves up to the possibility that Lamar's shelf life is not going to be that long. It might not be. If the Ravens get between, and and I said this before, if the Ravens get between five to five, five, six, seven, eight great years out of Lamar Jackson instead of 10, 12, 14, like, like most of these franchises that have really good, great franchise quarterbacks, if the Ravens get five, six, seven, eight great years out of Lamar Jackson, they have to be happy. You got to think about where we came from with Lamar Jackson. We came from the, we weren't even sure if he was able to play quarterback. We knew, we had no idea if Lamar was even going to be able to play quarterback in this league. Oh, he's a runner. He's not that accurate. He can be kind of sporadic. And especially when the Ravens drafted him, they just had Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco is an absolute statue. They are Joe Flacco and Lamar Jackson are polar opposites at quarterback. We were just like, there's no way that's going to fit. But Baltimore committed to power running a very finesse offense. Greg Roman totally recreated what their identity was. And it worked. And it is working. I I don't want to make it out to be like the Ravens are falling apart because they're not. They're not. But compare the future of the Ravens to Kansas City. Compare the future of the Ravens to any of the te- uh, any of these teams. Kyler Murray and the Cardinals. Okay, Russell Wilson and the Seahawks. How much more confident do you feel in Lamar Jackson to get the job done than opposed to some of these other teams? Do you? Do, do you feel... It- an overwhelming wave of confidence that they are going to be dynamite for years and years and years to come. It gives you some sort of peace, right? That the Ravens are a stable organization and they make good decisions. They have a great coach. They've got a good GM that they will go as far as Lamar takes them. They will. And they have to open themselves up to the possibility that, Maybe Lamar isn't a lifer. Maybe Lamar isn't going to be great until he's 37. 
Maybe he's not going to be a 15-year Baltimore Raven at starting quarterback. Maybe he's really great until he's 28 years old. What's Lamar now? Lamar's 23, still extremely young. Maybe he's maybe he's great until he's 28, 29, and then he burns out a little. You got to keep in mind, I, I don't think that Lamar is going to completely die out of the NFL and become awful like Cam Newton has because I think Lamar is a better pure thrower of the football. But the reality is, is that once you get a lot of miles on those legs and he starts taking a bunch of hits in the open field, his shelf life decreases. It goes down. <laughs> He's not going to survive for 15 years playing the way that he's playing. Okay, like I said a while ago when the Ravens played the Chiefs and the Chiefs have gotten the best of the Ravens even when Lamar Jackson was playing great as an MVP last year. The Chiefs beat them every single time they play. The Ch And we all thought, right, that the Ravens got Calais Campbell and we fell in love with the roster and we were thinking the Chiefs and the Ravens are going to be the Patriots and the Colts with Tom Brady and Peyton Manning. And the possibility of that is still open. But the more and more and more time goes on, the more we're looking at the overwhelming possibility, the increasing possibility that Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City are going to be the Tom Brady. They're going to be the team. They're going to be the dynasty. They're going to be the team that everybody hates five, eight years from now, right? Because they just keep winning. They just, they're pissing everybody off. Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes look like they're going to be it. And Lamar Jackson and the Ravens are either going to be to the level of what Tony Dungy and Peyton Manning were in Indianapolis or they're just going to be another team that competes in most years, and some years they dud. That might be the reality of Baltimore. That might be the reality of what Lamar Jackson's career is going to be. If he wins games like yesterday, consistently, I feel a little bit more comfortable about their future. But the Ravens on some nights look unbelievable the Ravens to me are the AFC version of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers where sometimes they just look they look like they're the best team in football but there's a little bit of inconsistency that forces me to think like th they throw clunkers out right the Bucs took uh, the Bucs kept the game close with the Giants you're like we thought they were going to win the Super Bowl this year, and they beat the Giants by two. And the Giants are awful. That's what the Ravens do. The Patriots are not a good football team this year, despite who their coach is. They can't lose that game yesterday, and they did. All right, uh, let's shift to Seattle, because this is another team that took a really bad loss yesterday. And I don't think it's as bad because the Rams are at least a solid football team. It was a 23 to 16 
final score, the Rams beat the Seahawks in Los Angeles yesterday. But this is troubling about the Seahawks. The Seahawks have lost three out of their last four. They're in trouble. They're in trouble. Now, I want to preface what I'm going to say by saying this. The Seahawks are going to make the playoffs. The Seahawks are still a top 10 team in the NFL because their schedule gets ridiculously easy over uh, for the rest of the season. It gets ridiculously easy. Let me, I'll even tell you what it is. The Seahawks schedule for the rest of the year is they're home against Arizona. They're at Philadelphia, home against the Giants, home against the Jets at Washington. And then they play the Rams one more time in Seattle. And then they're at San Francisco. So the only really tough game, the only really tough game that they have is Next week against Arizona on Thursday night football. Short week, coming off a loss, coming off two losses in a row, and you're playing a team that's beaten you already. That it's tough for Seattle going forward, uh, uh, going forward for next week. But after that, it's 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 cake. You play the rest of the NFC East. You have the Jets, and then you play a couple of division opponents. You play at the banged-up 49ers. It's in their building, but they're totally banged-up backup quarterback. And you're playing the Rams, who I can't imagine that you lose to the Rams twice. It gets a lot easier for the Seahawks. Now, uh, here's what I want to point out. We say this a lot. I say this a lot. Russell Wilson is by himself. He is alone in Seattle. The only player that is responsible for any of their success is Russell Wilson. I mean, they have an interesting pair of wide receivers. They have a pretty decent running game. But everything else is just putrid. And they don't really have a great future going forward aside from Russell Wilson. And look, Russell Wilson might lead them to a couple of miraculous Super Bowl appearances, maybe even resulting in some wins. But my goodness. This roster is terrible. It's awful. The offensive line is probably the worst in the NFL. Their defense is definitely the worst in the NFL. I read you the numbers last last week. Peyton Manning broke the record for passing yards in a game. In 2013, he threw for 342 yards per game. That's unbelievable. Unbelievable. The Seahawks defense is giving up 362 yards a game through the air. That's not total yards. Through the air every single game. They are giving up historic numbers. We thought the Cowboy defense was bad. Seattle's defense is worse. Seattle's defense is as 
bad as there's ever been in the NFL. They give up over 450 total yards per game. Even Russell Wilson can't overcome that 100% of the time. (laughs) What are you? The guy is not Superman. He's not Flash Gordon. Russell Wilson is a top two quarterback in the NFL. And he can't overcome that. But the the bigger part of this, okay, th- this is the bigger part of what's going on with Seattle, is because Seattle is a prime example. They are a prime example of what to not do. And <laughs> the ironic part about it is, is that in Seattle's case, it's what they should have done. You can't pay your quarterback $35 million. In Seattle, you have to because his name because he's Russell Wilson. You have to pay him. And if you don't pay him, there's a couple things that's going to happen. First, you're going to be even worse than you are now. And second, your fans are going to be calling for your head. Seattle Seahawks fans love Russell Wilson. Everybody around the NFL loves Russell Wilson. I think... He is the second-best quarterback in the NFL behind Patrick Mahomes, and it's close. It is not Mahomes way up here and then Russell Wilson down here. They are this. <laughs> not even Russell Wilson can overcome a roster this bad. Do you th- What makes you think that Deshaun Watson can? What makes you think that Dak Prescott could? What makes you think that Lamar Jackson could eventually? Okay, what makes you think that Kyler Murray could eventually? What makes you think that Jared Goff or Carson Wentz could? None of those guys that I just named are as good as Russell Wilson, nor will they ever be, most likely. Nor will they ever be. I know that the philosophy in the NFL, and I get it, is Once you get a quarterback that's good, you have to keep him there because you don't want to keep cycling through them. But you understand that if you pay your quarterback too much money, it is death. It's death. You enter the realm of irrelevancy by the the snap of your fingers. I, I mean, that is the reality of the Like, you'll have that one year or so, right, where you might be able to compete for a Super Bowl or even make a Super Bowl appearance. But the goal shouldn't be to win one Super Bowl. The goal should be to win many. The goal should be to stay relevant for years and years and years. That's what good franchises do. They, they, they stay relevant. Okay, like... The Detroit Lions paid Matthew Stafford. The Ravens before Lamar Jackson paid Joe Flacco. The, the, the Falcons have played have paid Matt Ryan. They're all good quarterbacks. They might even be top 10 quarterbacks at one point in their career, at least. Have any of them made more than one Super Bowl appearance? <laughs> right? Like the Ravens won a Super Bowl with Joe Flacco. 
Okay, I guess you can call that a success, right? Because a Super Bowl is a Super Bowl. Matt Ryan has made it to one Super Bowl in his career. He's been in the league for 15 years. And I understand the Falcons saying, look, we can't let him go. But what has it gotten you? It's gotten you one Super Bowl appearance. Because once you pay that guy 30-plus, 35-plus, it is impossible to put a roster around him. Impossible. The Seattle Seahawks are a prime example. They can't afford to put a a roster around Russell Wilson. Russell is forced every single week to be phenomenal. If Russell Wilson has an off game, and I got news for you. It was an off game for Russell Wilson yesterday. It was an off game, but he should be allowed to have an off game and not not have his team not be competitive. The Rams are not a bad football team, but Seattle needs to at least be in that football game. They have no chance at coming back in that football game because they have no talent. It's not there. It doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. Russell Wilson is constantly on his back. He's been sacked 30 times this year. 30 in nine games. I mean, that is, and he leads the league in touchdown passes. <laughs> what was, I, I really wonder, when was the last time that happened? That a guy gets sacked as much as he does and still leads the league in touchdown passes. I'm serious. And his defense gives up record-setting amounts of yards every single game. (laughs) Look, I'm just saying. The Seahawks are setting the example of what not to do. And as for their season outlook, how confident do you feel in the Seahawks? that they can go to the playoffs and win a playoff game because they're going to make the playoffs. But make no mistake about it. Seattle will be a playoff team. But are they winning a playoff game? You have confidence in them beating Arizona? Do you have confidence in them beating the Saints? Do you have confidence in them beating Green Bay or Tampa? Do you have confidence in them beating any of those teams in the playoffs? I'm not sure I do. Because... All of those teams that I just listed have crushed them in overall talent. And they have their their quarterbacks are not schlubs. They're not. Okay, Tom Brady, Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers, Kyler Murray. Like that that's who they're going up against. That 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 right there. They will not face a scrub in the playoffs at quarterback at all. At all. Unless the Bears make the playoffs and Seattle finds a matchup with them, that they get to face Trubisky or Foles. <laughs> That's it. Even if the Eagles make the playoffs, Carson Wentz is not a scrub. I, I, I'm just saying. We got to open our eyes here about Seattle. They are, look, I like them. I do. I, I, I think, you know, before... This past week, or even maybe even the week before, I had Seattle as the favorite in the NFC because of how great Russell Wilson is and how great he's been playing. 
But we're realizing now that if Russell Wilson doesn't play like an MVP, Seattle can't win football games. So I'm a little sour on Seattle now. Um, and I think that most people, most people should be cautious about the expectations that they put on the Seahawks. Uh, okay. So, uh, don't forget to take advantage of our special gaming offers from American betting experts. That's American betting experts. Seriously. Don't forget to do this. You go to LandryFootball.com. That is LandryFootball.com. You click on the ad that's located in the upper right side of the page. It's right there. You'll see it. You won't miss it. Upper right side of the page. You pick among the gaming sites that are legal in your state. They're not all legal everywhere. So you, you pick among the gaming sites that are legal in your state. So that's BetMGM. That's DraftKings, FanDuel, PointsBet, all of those. You pick among those games. Okay. You instantly receive an account deposit match or risk-free bet from $100 to $1,000. Okay. I'll repeat it. I always do because, look, it's a lot of money to play with. Okay. 100 bucks to thousand to $1,000 in an account deposit match or a risk-free bet. Take advantage of that while it still exists, okay? Ser I'm serious. Take advantage of that. That's a good amount of money. You can you can win a good amount of money with that, okay? $100 to $1,000 in a risk-free bet or an account deposit match. Okay, it's that easy thanks to our sponsor, American Betting Experts. That's American Betting Experts. LandryFootball.com, you'll see it right there. Make sure you take advantage of this offer while it still exists. It's a good offer. Okay. You, you got to take advantage of this. Uh, all right. So let's go to uh, go to this. So we're 10 weeks through. We had a bunch of great games yesterday. Um, look, uh, Arizona and Buffalo. Uh, I, I got Look, if you played fantasy yesterday, you got to be kind of pissed, right? Like there's probably a handful of fantasy owners, including myself, truthfully, that are muffed. <laughs> they they are pissed. Okay. They either my mother lost a fantasy game yesterday because because of the Kyler Murray Hail Mary to uh DeAndre Hopkins. If DeAndre Hopkins does not catch that touchdown pass, my mother is victorious in fantasy today. And she's not because of that one play. Um I might lose in fantasy this week because Nick Chubb ran out of bounds at the one yard line on purpose, totally not contested, just to run out the clock in the Cleveland Houston game. I might lose because of that. And Nick Chubb had a big day, but he could have had six more points and he just decides, eh. I mean, he, uh, look, I really wonder this. I, I, I honestly do. I really wonder if. NFL players, when they do stuff like that on the field, if Nick Chubb, like if Nick Chubb is thinking on his way out of bounds from the one yard line, if he's thinking, "Oh, my fantasy owners are gonna be pissed," I, I honestly, I really wonder. I really wonder if DeAndre Hopkins is thinking after he catches that ball through all of the excitement and all of the the adrenaline and everything like that. Maybe after the game or something, he thinks I probably just costed somebody a fantasy game. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. Maybe these players don't care. Maybe, maybe the public and guys like me, and I'm sure, you know, people like you, 
I'm sure care more about this stuff than players ever would, but <laughs> yeah, you got, you got to think maybe they, cause they're not stupid. I'm sure they're aware of, you know, the, the, like, I, I'm sure that the, I, I am pretty sure I'll say this, like, how good do you think it felt for Christian McCaffrey to be the number one player overall in fantasy this year? Okay. He was the number one pick in virtually every fantasy football draft. That has to be a goal for some people, right? Like for Alvin Kamara, who's not only a good runner th- between the tackles, but he's great out of the backfield catching. I mean, he's probably got to be thinking he's ha- he has to take pride in the fact that he's a really good fantasy player. Uh, you'd think, right? It's just, it's another thing. It's another thing for a player to embrace. Is that not crazy? Or maybe it is her. I don't know. Maybe I'm just you know, losing it. Uh, okay. So we're 10 weeks through. I think that, um, I think Minnesota wins tonight against Chicago. So I'm going to pretend like it's that, but it really isn't going to matter. Um, but we are pretty much through 10 weeks of the year and I haven't done a power ranking yet on this show. I have not done a top 10 list. I have not, I haven't done any lists. I haven't done any rankings. I haven't done anything like that on this show. It has just been pure analysis. And in the coming weeks and uh, the shows going forward, I will be doing more of that stuff just because I under, I, I get great feedback on it saying that people like that stuff. They really do. Okay. I, me personally as a fan, and I'm not acting as this, you know, media sports head. I I'm, you know, I love that stuff too. I love mock drafts. I love power rankings. I love I, like, cause I love arguing with people. You know, if, if you have to sit there and listen to a seven or eight minute segment about why I believe in something. Okay. It's, it's kind of hard to argue against that. Cause you have to listen to the whole thing. Okay. You can look at a top 10 list for two seconds and say, that guy's crazy. <laughs> that guy has lost it. Or man, that's the greatest list I've ever seen. I don't think I've ever heard that, but like there are, I I get good point is I get good feedback on these. So I'm going to try and do them more often. So we're 10 weeks in, uh, I'm going to rank the top 10 teams in the NFL from 10 to one power rankings. Here we go. Let's get this started. Okay. Number 10 for me is the Tennessee Titans. I think the Tennessee is right. Look, they're interesting because, and they're a little bit inconsistent. Ryan Tannehill has had a really good year, but there have also been a couple of games where they, the Titans purposely take the ball out of Tannehill's hands. They purposely take it out. Okay. They give the ball to Derrick Henry. They let their perimeter players, they let their, their, their skill position players take the brunt of what is going on in the offense. Uh, Defensively, they're going to hold their own obviously, but uh, my worry for the Titans is, is if they play teams like Kansas City and they play teams like Tampa and they play teams like, you know, uh, Green Bay and and these big, you know, heavy scoring teams, are they going to be out? Uh, are they going to be able to outscore them consistently? Um, that's the problem I have with the Titans. But they run the ball well. They control the clock. They play good defense. They get after the quarterback. Their secondary is young and fast and good. Getting Desmond King, I think, was a really good move from the Chargers. Um, so I'm going to take Tennessee at number 10. Right now, despite the fact that they lost to the Colts, 
uh, on Thursday Night Football. I still think the Titans are the better team. I think the Titans right now are the favorite in the NFC, uh, in the AFC South. I'm going to take the Titans at number 10. Uh, number nine, give me the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, I think I remember that I said this uh, earlier on in the year, but I think most people did also. We all had a feeling about Arizona. We all had a feeling that they were going to improve because they Kyler Murray into his second year, Cliff Kingsbury into his second year as a quarter uh, as a coach. They they had stacked up this defense. They put up they put on some uh, some crazy pieces into this defense. They had traded for DeAndre Hopkins. Like we all had a really good feeling about Arizona. They were getting a, they were going to get a full year at a Kenyon Drake. Uh, this was going to be a this was going to be uh, going to be a good team, and we were also kind of thinking like the only real big need that I see from Arizona is possibly some of the pieces on their offensive line. They could probably improve that, but I, I predicted that Kyler Murray was going to win MVP. Now I don't think he's going to win MVP because he did get off to kind of a slow start, but. Right now, you got to keep it. You, you got to think that Kyler Murray's in the conversation, right? 68% completion percentage, which is really good. He's thrown for almost 2,400 yards, 17 touchdowns, eight interceptions. Uh, he's run the ball extremely well. He's averaging six, he, almost seven yards a carry. He's run for 10 touchdowns this year. Kyler Murray has over 600 yards rushing for 10 touchdowns. So you have to think that Kyler Murray has to be in that conversation. Adding DeAndre Hopkins has added a, a different level to this offense, a legitimate threat. I think they're loaded at wide receiver. They have a lot of weapons that do a lot of different things. They can run the ball. Their defense is fast as hell. Their defense is playing well right now, even without Chandler Jones, who's, in my opinion, a top three or so pass rusher in the entire NFL. So, uh, right now, the Arizona Cardinals, to me, they're number nine. I, I think they're they're a legit team. I, they are not like they're a couple wins away from me thinking that they could win the Super Bowl. I'm not like Arizona is they're a real team. That's a team that can really make noise late. I think they could win a playoff game now. Don't be surprised if you see Arizona in some really big games late in the year. Uh, number eight, I'm still favoring them in the division just because I can't get over how good this guy is. I'm going to stick with the Seattle Seahawks at number eight, and I think they're the favorite in the NFC West. Here's the thing, though, is I think that Seattle is one loss away from dropping possibly, possibly, I'm not saying it's, it's definite, but I do think Seattle is one loss away from really being in critical position on possibly not making the playoffs. Okay. It, it's so crazy to say that because their division is so tough. You have to understand the Rams, the Cardinals, they're good. The 49ers are good. They're just hurt. And Seattle's roster sucks and it's entirely and it's entirely Russell Wilson. So you have to kind of keep you, you got to keep that in mind. Russell Wilson is going to keep them in big games. They are. He is. He really is. Okay. As good as he's playing this year, I, it worries everybody. He's completing almost 70% of his throws. He leads the league in touchdown passes with 28. He's got 10 picks, but again, like, the, can you blame him? I mean, he's constantly under duress. His running his running backs have been hurt. You know, 
Look, his wide receivers are really interesting and good, but they're not always consistent. You got to keep in mind, I mean, that if if Russell Wilson is playing up to an MVP level, they will be competing for a Super Bowl. But he has to stay at that MVP level. If he doesn't, then Seattle is going to fall apart. So I'm going to keep the Seahawks at number eight. They are entirely Russell Wilson driven. That's why they're not higher. If they were able to stop people by any means necessary, they obviously can't. They're giving record. They're giving up record setting numbers on the defensive side. If they could stop somebody, they'd be higher. But right now I'm putting Seattle at number eight, number seven. I'm going to say the Baltimore Ravens and if you would ask me at the beginning of the year that Baltimore would be the seventh best team in the league, I would have said, I, I, I mean, like, who on earth would you put over Baltimore? Well, seriously, we all fell in love with the with the Ravens roster. We did. We all fell in love. And I think especially after they brought in Calais Campbell. After they brought in Calais Campbell, we were just like, they have a pass rush. <laughs> like, they have a, they're going to get after the quarterback. Like, that was their one weakness is some pieces in their front seven. They are going to get after the quarterback now. And, and again, they do. The Ravens roster is really good. The Ravens are still really good. Even though I, I led the show off today, kind of beating them up a little bit. But you got, you got to keep in mind, Baltimore, like I said, is going to go as far as Lamar Jackson will take them. If Lamar Jackson is not going to play like the MVP that he was, last year, it's going to limit the expectations of what we have for the Ravens. It will. Look, their offensive lines is their offensive line is great. Even though Ronnie Stanley, their superstar left tackle is going to be out for the year, which is really unfortunate. Uh they're going to run the ball like crazy. Their defense is really good. They have a great secondary. This is the problem I have with with Baltimore. And I know people are going to think that this is an excuse, but I think part of the reason why Lamar Jackson is struggling the way that he is and not uh, I guess killing it on offense is because the Ravens are not elite at wide receiver. They, they do not have elite talent there. Hollywood Brown is a really nice player, but he's young. He's inconsistent. He struggles to get open at times. Willie Sneed is a, is a slot guy. Miles Boykin is just another receiver. Like They are not elite in that category. They're just not. And really the one thing that really that that bothers me about the Ravens too is they don't have a big target. The Ravens do not have a big 50-50 ball target that Lamar Jackson can just toss the ball up to and say, win the battle. It, okay, Russell Wilson has one of those. Aaron Rodgers has one of those. Kyler Murray now has one of those. The, uh, Tom Brady has two of them. Like Baltimore doesn't have that. They don't have that big play wide receiver. So I think that's going to be tr- that's trouble for Baltimore a little bit later on. But I am going look. They run the ball incredibly well. They play great defense. Uh, I'm going to say the Ravens right now are number seven. Number six, give me the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, look, I spend so much time ripping Tampa, ripping Tom Brady. I spend so much time. People kind of forget. I still think they're really good. Okay, <laughs> like like Tampa Bay is still really really good. You really have a hard time trying to find many teams that are more well put together than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Their roster is unbelievable. It is so good. Okay, Their defense is fantastic. They get after the quarterback almost as good as any team in the league. 
they stopped the run, right? With Indomitian and Sue, Vita Vea, guys like that in the middle. I, I, ridiculous. Ridic- uh, Devin White and Levante David at running back uh, at linebacker. They have a good secondary. Their their wide receivers are ridiculous. Antonio Brown is actually fitting in nicely with them. Okay, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, and Antonio Brown at wide receiver. <laughs> are you kidding me? Are you kidding? With Gronk and Ronald Jones in the backfield and Leonard Fournette and like, my God, like this roster is crazy. But the Buccaneers are another one of those teams, despite their great roster. They will go as far as Tom Brady will take them. And the reality of Tom Brady right now is, is that he can still play. He's still pretty good. But there are limitations to his game that limit the Buccaneers offense. If there will be anything that the Buccaneers will be struggling with going forward, it will be that Tampa Bay can not use the entire offensive playbook because Tom Brady can't run it. That is the only thing that will hurt them. Okay. Tom Brady is not as good of a deep ball thrower as he used to be. He's not as accurate as he used to be. These wide receivers are helping him drastically. They are drastically helping him hide his deficiencies. So Tampa Bay, I'm going to put it number six because I still have my questions about Brady going forward, but their roster is ridiculous. Okay. If there ever comes a point where they're just talent needs to beat talent, Tampa Bay is going to win the battle. Most of the time, that roster is nuts. It's nuts. It's so good. So Tampa Bay is number six, number five. I'm going to put green Bay. I know people are going to tell me Guido, how can you put green Bay over Tampa Bay? Tampa Bay stomped them. Uh, look, I, I think it's an anomaly. I do. I, I don't think that Green Bay is as bad as what they showed against that one week against Tampa Bay. The reality is about the Packers is that they really don't have a weakness other than they might not have enough elite targets for Aaron Rodgers. Okay, I definitely think that they should have traded for a wide receiver at the trade deadline. They didn't. I definitely think they should have drafted a wide receiver in the draft, and they didn't. But that's the thing that pisses me off about Green Bay. But other than that, they're really good. Okay, their offensive line's great. They have a good run. They have a really good running back. Aaron Jones, really good. Devontae Adams, despite the fact that they don't have very much receiver help outside him, Devontae Adams is a top three receiver in the NFL. And they've invested so much money and draft picks and resources into that defense. They get after the quarterback. They have a good secondary. The, really, the only thing that's missing from their defense is a legitimate middle linebacker that they had with Blake Martinez before they let him go. I think the Packers have something really good. Matt LaFleur and Aaron Rodgers are working. Aaron Rodgers is playing really well this year. So, the, look, I, I think the Packers right now are among the favorites in the NFC. I, there's not much to complain about with them. And plus, Aaron Rodgers is outrageously clutch at the end of games. So if they're in a close game, the, I'm, I'm not going to bet against Aaron Rodgers. I would take Green Bay right now over Tampa. I would take him over Seattle. I would take him over Arizona. Uh, in the NFC, I think Green Bay is in better shape than a lot of these teams. So I'm going to take Green Bay at number five. Number four, and a lot of people are going to say this is high for them. Number four, Buffalo. Uh, I'm big on the Bills, okay? <laughs> I think the Bills, I think the Bills are really good. They are they lose some games that they probably shouldn't lose, 
But I, 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 look, that defense is going to lock down against good teams. They are. They put they put the Bills in position to win almost every single game. They do. Josh Allen is playing really great football right now. Adding Stephon Diggs, trading a first-round pick for Stephon Diggs made a world of difference in that offense. A world of difference. So Buffalo right now to me is number four. They run the ball well. Josh Allen's playing out of his mind. Sean McDermott has done a great job coaching them. Uh, Look, Brian Dable, their offensive coordinator, has done a really great job. They have a great defense. Look, I think that their secondary is just ridiculous. Tredavious White, Jordan Poyer, Micah Hyde, Tremaine Edmonds at linebacker. Okay, their rookie, A.J. Epinesa, their their pass rusher, has played really, really well. So give me Buffalo right now at number four. Buffalo, to me, is one of the better teams in the AFC. Don't be so – I think Buffalo is a Super Bowl team. I really, I think Buffalo could go to the Super Bowl. So Buffalo's number four. Number three, this is my favorite in the NFC, the New Orleans Saints. Uh, I had questions early. I did. I had questions early about the Saints. They have rebounded in a big way. They've rebounded really, really big. Uh, Drew Brees has played great. Uh, got banged up yesterday. It looks like he's got a collapsed lung. Uh so I don't know how long he'll be out, but uh, Drew Brees uh, has been great for them, especially ever since they got Michael Thomas back. And Michael Thomas has not been amazing since he's come back, but he's been, at the very least, a decoy in that offense. You have to cover him, and you have to cover him heavily because he will destroy you. He will destroy you if you put him in single coverage. Okay, period. You put him on in 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 man-to-man and you put him in single coverage, he will crush you, crush you. Uh, Look, they have a good pass rush. Marshawn Lattimore is playing really, really well. They run the ball like crazy. They have one of the best offensive lines in the league. Sean Payton is one of the best offensive minds in the NFL. He's fantastic. Look, the New Orleans Saints right now, they're the favorite in the NFC. I'm predicting them to go to the Super Bowl right now to represent the NFC 10 weeks in. Uh, look, they're just, they're the most stable. They, to me, they have the least amount of problems. If Drew Brees comes back and he's totally healthy and we can, and we can move forward with that. I, I mean, I, I don't see another team in the NFC that can beat them. I do look, they've already beaten the Buccaneers twice. They beat them in week one and then they crushed them a couple of weeks ago, like crushed them. So even in their own division, who a lot of people say Tampa Bay is the favorite. New Orleans has beaten them twice by double digits, both times. So New Orleans to me is number three. They're really good. Um, number two, uh, I struggled not putting this team at number one. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers right now are number two. They're the only undefeated team left. They're nine and oh. Um, well, uh, Pittsburgh is, I think defensively, they're elite. You can make the argument they have the best defense in the NFL. You can. I, 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 they, they put so much pressure on the quarterback, and then when they do, they have a secondary that absolutely swallows the ball. Uh, period. Okay, you got Devin Bush in the middle that's just as fast as hell. Uh, I mean, they have real legitimate players all over the field. Cameron Hayward, TJ Watt, and Bud Dupree are, uh, I mean, they make a quarterback's life a living hell. They just do. 
Minka Fitzpatrick has changed that secondary. And as far as the offensive side of the ball, Big Ben has reminded everybody why they were so good to begin with. Okay, last year when Mason Rudolph was playing quarterback for the majority of the year, and then it was Doug Hodges, and uh, like they were a 500 football team. This, they did not get blown out in every game like you're seeing the Cowboys now. Okay, the Steelers were still incredibly competitive for the majority of the year because the talent on that roster was incredibly good. And all, honestly, the missing piece was that upgraded quarterback. Big Ben has been that upgraded quarterback. They draft wide receivers better than any team in the NFL. They really do. Juju Smith-Schuster, Deontay Johnson, James Washington, Chase Claypool. They have real weapons there. Eric Ebron at tight end. Backfield with, with James Conner and Benny Snell and... They have legitimate weapons. That offensive line is really good. Mike Tomlin is doing a great job coaching this year. It feels like they have control of the locker room. There's no dysfunction. You can't see it, okay? Right now, the Steelers, I, I mean, they have it all worked out. They're the best team. They, they might be the best team in the NFL right now. I'm putting them at number two, but Pittsburgh looks really good. And they honestly, I, I don't know when their first loss comes. In fact, let me, let me see if I can predict it. Where's... Uh, I'm trying to use this app on my phone. I should never, I should never just rely on this. Um, let me see Pittsburgh schedule. They might get, they're going to be, they're at Jacksonville next week. They're going to beat Jacksonville. They might lose at home to the Ravens, but then after that, it, I, I mean, they got home against Washington. They're at Buffalo. That's a, that's a tough one. They're at Cincinnati. That's a win home against Indianapolis. I'm assuming that'll be a win. And then they're at Cleveland. So I, I don't think like, the, the Steelers might be the team in the AFC North that go undefeated. It, it, seriously, they they are really, really good. But that leaves one team, uh, the number one team for me right now in the NFL. I'm still going to give it to the Kansas City Chiefs. Okay. It, right now, I just, I can't imagine anybody outscoring them. I just can't. Okay, they are so ridiculously good on the offensive side of the ball. And I think that they look, I, I they're the best offensive team in the league, and I don't think it's particularly close. I really don't. They they drafting Clyde Edwards Hilaire has added another element to their offense. They run the ball really well now. Okay. They're not just working with Damian Williams and you know, guys like that in the backfield. No, they they have legit. They have a legitimate running back now, a bell cow back that can do multiple things. He can catch the ball out of the backfield too. So, it's not like he's one dimensional. They run the ball incredibly well. Tyree Kill, Travis Kelsey, Mecole Hardman, Sammy Watkins. I mean, they got weapons up the wazoo. Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the NFL. They have a great uh, offensive line. They get after the quarterback, right? Chris Jones, Frank Clark. They get after the quarterback. Tyron Matthew in the in the secondary. I mean, their defense has improved. Andy Reid's an amazing coach. I, I just I I don't see a weakness. Okay, sometimes their defense can can get a little bit inconsistent, but they have improved so much on that side of the football that you can't even call it a weakness anymore. You can just call it the weaker side to their offense. And that's that's not saying much because their offense is the best offense in the league. So right now I'm going to say the Chiefs are the they're the best team in the league right now. They take my number one spot. So 
Tennessee at 10, Arizona at 9, Seattle at 8, Baltimore at 7, Tampa Bay at 6, Green Bay at 5, Buffalo at 4, the Saints at 3, Pittsburgh at 2, and then Kansas City at 1. That's my power rankings right now through 10 weeks. Again, we still have a game to go to really finish up 10 weeks, Minnesota and Chicago, but regardless of how that game goes, it's not going to affect the list. So um, power. those are my power rankings. Uh, first list, I'm going to try and do more of that stuff going forward because, again, I get great feedback on it. I know a lot of people like it, so I think I'm going to do it uh, a little bit more. Uh, all right, so let's pick the game tonight. Monday night football is tonight. The Minnesota Vikings go to Chicago to play the Bears. The Vikings right now are three-and-a-half-point favorites on the road. Vikings right now sit at three and five. Bears are five and four. Uh, the Bears have lost, uh, I believe they've lost their last three games. They have. Uh, lost at the Rams, home against New Orleans, and lost on the road against the Titans. Uh, and now they're playing Minnesota uh, in Chicago this week. Uh, I'm going to take the Vikings here. Look, the Vikings are on a roll. I, I, the only thing that really worries me about this is primetime Kirk Cousins. <laughs> Here's really the angle I want to take on this. I am going to take Minnesota. I think that their roster is better. I think Chicago is proving now that they're a fluke. Um, the Bears are heading into a bye next week, uh, but they just the Bears just don't have the talent at quarterback. They just don't. That's that's the thing that kills me on the Bears. Their defense is, is excuse me more than good enough to to compete in the league at the highest level uh, with the highest level of teams. But their offensive personnel is not great, and I don't think they have it at quarterback. So. Uh, that's going to matter for me for the Bears. The Vikings, I think, are just the better team. They've got I, they got a good pass rush. I think their defense is good enough. I think the Vikings altogether just outscore them. Uh, I'm going to say the Vikings take a win here. I'll say 26. I'll say 26 to 17. They beat the Bears in Chicago. 26 to 17. Vikings over the Bears tonight. Um, but here's the other here's the other angle I want to take on this. We already know the Bears need a quarterback we might have to start discussing the Vikings in that conversation also. Okay. If, if Kirk cousins doesn't show out for uh, the next few weeks or for the rest of the season and get the Vikings, at least contending for a playoff spot, the Vikings might have to ask themselves a question saying, do we really want to move that far forward with Kirk cousins? Okay. It was a good idea originally, but do we really want to move forward with Kirk Cousins long-term? I'm not sure that they will. I'm not sure they will. If he doesn't win primetime games, they keep falling short. The Vikings might just say, look, we need to start over with a new quarterback. I, I think it's a question that most of us legitimately need to have about Minnesota. Is is, is Kirk Cousins going to be the answer quarterback? I'm not sure that he is. Uh, okay. I do want to... Before we go, I do want to pick, because we're not going to have a chance to cover it before Friday, I do want to pick the Thursday night game uh, for next week. The Arizona Cardinals are going to Seattle to play the Seahawks. Seahawks right now are three-point favorites at home. Uh, both of these teams sitting at six and three. The Cardinals won their last matchup in Arizona in a nail-biter, incredible game. Uh, I am going to take Seattle this time around. I don't think Arizona sweeps them. Uh, that's a big part of it. But Russell Wilson is having a better year than Kyler Murray. I know that the roster for Arizona is really, really good, but Seattle is going to be in their own building. I think they're going to try and make the adjustments. 
they're not going to be able to make the sake uh, or not, I guess not be able to, but um, I think they're going to try and not make the same mistakes that they made uh, in the first matchup. I know that they're trying to adjust. Russell Wilson is one of the best quarterbacks in the league at not making repetitive mistakes. So I am going to take the Seahawks over the Cardinals on Thursday night football to start week 11. I'll say uh, close game. I'll not a lot of defense. I'll say 30, I'll say 33 to 30 Seahawks over the Cardinals in Seattle on Thursday night football. Uh, but that does it for us. Monday night football is tonight. Vikings and Bears in Chicago. Make sure you tune into that. We'll discuss it on Friday. I'm Mike Guido. This is Guido's Gridiron Blitz on the Landry Football Podcast Network. It was great to have you in. Covered a lot today. Again, I'm going to try and do uh, a lot more of that other stuff, that, uh, that list stuff that most people like. But again, Guido's Gridiron Blitz every Monday and Friday from 2 o'clock to 3 o'clock Eastern in the afternoon. Make sure you catch us on the Landry Football Podcast Network. We'll see you on Friday. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.